recording. <laughs> we missed the beginning. For those of you that are tuning in to the regular podcast stream, um, this is the recording. And you missed the first five minutes. You want that? Go to Odyssey and find out what it's <laughs> about. Now, Odyssey has messed with me because we now have 25 followers. And I still have gotten around to signing us up to have people give us tips. But uh, I'm going to have to do that this week. But to be fair, the AI gods have really been messing with us these past couple of weeks. No, they've not been messing with us. They've been seriously fucking with us. <laughs> that's, <coughs> that's hilarious. Your voice ended up cutting out just as you went to swear. Just when I went to swear, they're, they're, they're fucking with Yep. Us? Yep. Okay. Start the recording. <laughs> we missed the beginning. For those of you that are tuning in to the regular podcast stream, um, this is the recording. And you missed the first five minutes. You want that? Go to Odyssey and find out what <laughs> Now, Odyssey has messed with me because we now have 25 followers. And I still have gotten around to signing us up to have people give us tips. But uh, I'm going to have to do that this week. But to be fair, the AI gods have really been messing with us these past couple of weeks. No, they've not been messing with us. They've been seriously fucking with us. <laughs> that's, <coughs> that's hilarious. Your voice ended up cutting out just as you went to swear. Just when I went to swear, they're, they're, they're fucking with yep. us? Yep. Yep. Okay. See, the AI gods are between a pain in our arms. Yep. What to do about them because, well, they're the AI gods and uh, they control the internet, and there's nothing else I can do about that. So, I don't even know where to pay homage to the AI gods. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they'll show up one day and ex extract their, their handful of silver coins. Hey, uh, question How is my voice coming through to you? Oh, you're coming through just fine with the occasional glitch. Okay. An occasional I'm so glad that those aren't breaking my eardrums anymore. I swear I was gonna have gooey stuff leaking out soon. I can barely hear that. Really? Yeah. I can barely hear you. Oh, you can barely hear me. Let's see if I can turn me up a little bit. See, can you hear me now? Yeah, you sound way better now. Okay, well I turned me up. Well, what I'm trying to control here is I'm trying to control how this. Glitch, glitch, That didn't get any louder. That didn't get any louder. Let's see what I can Although do. now I have a, a bit of an echo again. Not much, but a bit. You got a glitch, bit. glitch, glitch. Okay, how was that? Any better? Definitely. I, I like that level. Okay, well, I'm, I'm playing with levels here. I'm considering buying a new uh, soundboard just for this computer. Because I can't steal my soundboard from uh, the brewery overlook. I need it there for when I go back to working on that computer again. <laughs> so I'm using it a, might be worth it. I'm using my very first soundboard ever. Because I gave my first soundboard to your uncle. Um, and mm -hmm. he, he had set it up. That was running the mic for the longest time. But it, that was part of when I dismantled this whole fucking system and re reassembled it. I went and reassembled it properly. Compared to the way <laughs> I had it assembled. And that's why everything is now running through this little teeny tiny little soundboard, which worked very well back in the day when I bought it. But of course, technology keeps changing on you. And as, yeah, it does that. And as technology changes, they fuck with all my perfect settings. 
and they don't give yep. me any options in the updates, which is truly freaking annoying that I have no options in my updates. <laughs> I would love to have options in my updates. In other words, to be able to tell them, fuck off, I've got it working perfectly just the way I want it. I don't want it updating anymore. Yeah, but then they wouldn't have anything to do every week. No, but they've got they've got plenty to do. They want to make me do shit every week. All right, well, let's have our spiritual reading because, well, we could use a spiritual reading right about now. <clears throat> you missed last week's reading. Last week's reading was really cool. Actually, I last last week's reading what? Last week's spiritual reading. It wasn't really a spiritual reading. Let's read last week's one. Just because I don't okay. like reading from the Bible. It was old hillbilly wisdom. That was Excellent. Nice. It's the best kind. So it was old hillbilly wisdom. Let's see if we can get this all out and get my tongue all twisted up and get my southern accent wound up and get going. Because we got <laughs> hillbilly wisdom. Your fences need to be horse high, pig tight, and bull strong. Keep skunks, bankers, and politicians at a distance. <laughs> Life is simpler when you plow around the stump. Yep. A bumblebee is considerably faster than a John Deere tractor. <laughs> Words that soak into your ears are whispered, not yelled. The best sermons are lived, not preached. If you don't take the time to do it right, you'll find the time to do it twice. Don't corner something that is meaner than you. Don't, like an angry wife? Yeah, don't pick a fight <laughs> with an old man. If he's too old to fight, he'll just kill you. <laughs> it don't take a very big person to carry a grudge. You cannot unsay a cruel word. Every path has a few puddles. The our paths have a lot of fucking puddles lately. <laughs> Yeah. When you wallow with pigs, expect to get dirty. <laughs> don't don't be banging your shin on a stool that's not in the way. I like that one. Borrowing trouble from the future doesn't deplete the supply. <laughs> Most of the stuff people worry about ain't never gonna happen anyway. <laughs> Don't judge folks by their relatives. Silence is sometimes the best answer. True. Don't interfere with something that ain't bothering you none. <laughs> Timing has a lot to do with the outcome of a rain dance. If you find yourself in a hole, the first thing to do is stop digging. <laughs> Sometimes you get, and sometimes you get got. Get got? Get got. Yeah, sometimes you get, and sometimes you get got. Like captured? Yeah, well, sometimes you get things, and sometimes they steal things from you. You get got. Oh, okay, I see. The biggest troublemaker you'll ever have to deal with watches you from the mirror every morning. Very true. Always drink upstream from the herd. <laughs> Good judgment comes from experience, and most of that comes from bad judgment. <laughs> A 
Letting the cat out of a bag is a whole lot easier than putting it back in. <laughs> if you get to thinking you're a person of some influence, try ordering somebody else's dog around. <laughs> Live a good, honorable life. Then when you get older and think back, you'll enjoy it a second time. Cool thought. Live simply. Live generously. Care deeply. Speak kindly. Leave the rest to God. Nice. Most times, it just comes down to common sense, although there's a serious shortage of that in the fucking world today. Yeah. Robin Williams once compared Canada to a really nice apartment over a meth lab. <laughs> While another U.S. comedian called this country the designated driver of North America. Are these <laughs> idealized characterizations accurate? Well, yes and no. <laughs> it really depends on what part of Canada you're looking at. <laughs> exactly it. If you're in Toronto, it's a meth lab over a meth lab. <laughs> Same with Vancouver. Same with Vancouver, yeah. All right, there you go. There's what we read out last week. That Those was, are awesome. That was last week's hillbilly wisdom. I just thought that was really kind of cool. You know, the one about if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of a story that I've told the girls a million times. Mm -hmm. It's a story about the farmer who is digging a new hole for his well. And he realized after digging for quite a while, there wasn't any water there. So he got out, pulled out the ladder and started filling it up. Well, a stupid donkey came along and fell in. He looked over and went, eh, and continued filling up the hole. After a while filling up the hole, he looked over and saw that the donkey was still there. Yeah. Curious about how that could possibly be, he grabbed another shovelful and he dumped it on the donkey while he watched. And he watched as the donkey shook off the dirt and stomped it under his feet. Yeah. Eventually, the, f the hole got full and the donkey just walked right out. Yeah. And that is the moral of the story. No matter what shit life throws at you, just shake it off and stomp it under your feet. Eventually, you'll get out of the hole. Oh, yeah. Or if you find yourself in the bottom of a hole with no fucking ladder to get back out, start cutting stairs into the side. That's a good idea. Get your ass out of it. <laughs> All right. Let's see where the hell we're going to go here. We've got some interesting stuff this week. Let's see what we got here first. We'll, we'll come back to our stocking, storage, and other tips. Okay. Oh, I've got something for going off the grid. I seem to have made Excellent. a note. I have made a note to look at the image that I saved. So, now i got to figure out where the fuck I put those images because I've done since forgot. I have a specific place I put them. I've been storing those bloody images. Um, I know I have them. I'm sure it made sense at the time. Uh, it's been making sense for weeks because I hold them <laughs> up every other time, but today they just don't seem to be where I expect them to be. Because for some reason. 
Well, it's because you put the wrong brain hat on today. You're not thinking the right, the same way you were yesterday. Somewhere. Make sure you check under the couch. Let's see what this is. Oh, here it is. Right here. This is it. Right here. Why am I checking under the couch? In case they ran away under the couch. Okay, here you go. Going off the grid. This is making your own charcoal chamber. Cool. I thought this was a really cool thing because, you know, if rural area, no electricity, keeping your vegetable and fruit produce fresh for weeks by using a charcoal cooling chamber. A charcoal cho cooling chamber reduces the spoilage rate and allows for more time for perishable goods by maintaining a low temperature. Um, the charcoal cooler can boost shelf life of tomatoes by more than 30 days. Charcoal is a bad conductor of heat. It has pores that absorb water, prevent the passage of heat from surrounding, thereby keeping the enclosed air cooler. They don't lose shape due to loss of moisture because they it prevents it all. And basically, you build your frame, you put chicken wire on either side of it, and you fill the center with charcoal. That, you that is really freaking cool. Collected. From your fire pits and it's something that's really kind of cool I'm going to see if I can build a small version of it to see how well it works because I don't have room for a full-size version but I saw this picture and I saw it all and I had to save it all so that I wouldn't forget and it's like oh this one's kind of awesome it's kind of a really, really freaking awesome really cool idea and especially if shit hits the fan and you, you have no electricity, well, you've got to learn how to preserve your food without electricity, which is yeah. going to be very important for people to learn those things and how to preserve their food without electricity. You know? Especially in the areas that get hot for over a week at a time. You know, thinking of that, we have how to store bacon long term without electricity. How to cure your own bacon and make it shelf stable. And uh, they've even got a recipe in here on how to salt it all up and what to do and give you a vague idea on how long to run the salt and then how to hang it and dry it. And then you have bacon. That'll last Neat. all winter long. That's awesome. What? I said that's awesome. Yeah, for some reason you cut out. Yeah, that happens. So I just thought that was uh, really interesting. And then we've got a couple of other preservation tips about winter. You know, 10 preservation tips for how to preserve your food long term. You know, using water bath or steam canning, pressure canning, dehydration, freeze drying, cold storage or root cellar, freezing, salt curing, salt curing of herbs, fermenting, or immersion in alcohol. You know, I've done pretty much all of these now. The only thing I haven't done yet is salt curing of meat. That's the only thing I have yet to do is salt cure meat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that is something that I'm a little worried about even trying, honestly. But I know that if I followed a recipe properly, yeah, you'll be fine. 
It should be fine. I'll just feed it to my buddies and I'll use them as the guinea pigs. Well, that's what you do. Is you, you test it out on your on your friends you don't care about. You know, you, you use them as guinea <laughs> pigs because, you know, if you poison them, it's no big deal. Exactly. Or you can try poisoning yourself. I made a, I, I successfully made a meal tonight. Um, it was 99%. Um, and now we'll go 95% because the only thing that did not come from my garden or my pantry of something that I canned was the meat, the carrots, and the flour that was used in the gravy. Everything else came from the pantry or fresh from the Good garden. Good job. I harvested potatoes today. I harvested um, some turnips and turnip greens. I harvested onions and garlic last week. So I used uh, onions, garlic, potatoes, um, carrots, which I bought at the store. Um, the meat was a pork loin, uh, pork roast, and uh, the flour was, of course, from my stock of flour. But uh, oh, and the uh, the broth I used for making the gravy was turkey broth I canned back in uh, December. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was really quite happy with it, mainly because I needed to needed to get some vitamins and minerals into into my mom. And I knew everything that's coming out of my garden is going to be chock full of them all. Oh yeah. They're they're very high end uh, high end produce, you know, and and the fact that I'm using my own bone broth, my own turkey broth, you know, it's very high in minerals. Plus, I think I need I need some magnesium in my diet. <clears throat> A buddy of mine was actually telling me about how he's discovered with uh, his pepper plants mm-hmm. that. If you uh, you cut their leaves when when it's uh, getting close to time for them to be harvested, and then the peppers grow faster. Oh, probably. Pretty awesome. It probably would, but yeah, I was really quite happy about that meal. But yeah, magnesium is a big thing because I had a I had a calf um, spasm up on me, and it hurt most Ooh. of the day. And I was like, oh, okay, what's causing the spasm? What what am I missing in my diet? Turns out I might be missing magnesium. So All right. That sucks. Uh, well, you just go out there and harvest some greens from the garden, man. Magnesium comes from the greens. Here's another one. Although if you eat too many greens, you're going to be stuck on the toilet. Well, you know, got to clear the, clear the bowels out somehow. All right. Here's one here, uh, another article on how to live without refrigeration. You know, seasonal eating is always a big one. That was how our ancestors mm-hmm. did. They seasonally ate. You know, through the winter, they didn't get to enjoy fresh berries. But in the summer, they would can up their berries, so they would still enjoy them. You know, then they talk about all the different w- ways of food, food preservation that we just covered. Drying, freezing, free, freezing. Salting, curing, pickling, sugar, sugar, uh, saving stuff in sugar syrup, bottling, canning, etc., etc. Building yourself a root cellar. Unfortunately, I don't have the space for a root cellar, or I'd build one. You know, use up your food that doesn't spoil quickly. Learn how to preserve your eggs. You know, you can preserve eggs for up to two years in a lime water bath. Which is really freaking amazing. I didn't think they would last for like I thought. I figured they would last for about a year tops. Which, of course, you know, was how 
our ancestors did it a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe my, yeah, I guess about a hundred years ago. It was about the 1920s when electricity came into full blown. But of course, everyone outside the cities didn't have electricity till the 1940s and 50s. Yeah. You know, so they were still all the way up until the 1940s and 50s. Over half of uh, North American people were still uh, doing things the old fashioned way because they didn't have electricity. We've only been without, uh, we've only been with electricity for about 70 years, but we've managed to lose all the skills that made it possible to survive without electricity. Yeah, well, they're not lost. Uh, they've become extremely fucking rusty. Yeah. It's, a, it's, like, it's like picking up an old pair of shears that you need to use in the garden and realizing that the, the handles are seized up and you've got to knock the rust off and oil them a bit and pound them and work them and work them and work them. You know, that's basically where we're at right now. All the skills are, they still exist. There's a lot of people that don't know these skills, period. It's like, I have a nope. lot of these skills, but they're so, they're really rusty and I'm, I'm, I'm knocking the Sorry. rust off right now. Yeah. Getting them really active. Let's and see. the cat is puking. That's Sorry. Not, that's not my problem. I'm glad it's <laughs> your cat, not me. You know? Yeah. Send, send, send the noisy person who was there at the beginning of the show to go clean it up. Make, make him do something useful besides being noisy for the show. Oh, but he left. Hmm. All right, we'll send the, the other first noisy one left. The second noisy one is uh, arguing with the kid about about whether or not the cat needs to be left alone when he pukes. No, no. You hang the cat over the balcony <laughs> and then drop it. All right. Hmm? Here we go. Let's go pop in. Let's see what we've got. A couple of reasons why the world is fucked. You will obey. New category. The world is fucked. I was noticing that. I, I kept coming up with these things and I needed to come up with something to place them because they didn't fit anywhere. I said, fuck it, the world's fucked. Let's go with this. <laughs> Here's a reason why not to use self-checkouts anymore. Okay. This came from a lawyer. And lawyers explaining that self-checkouts in a grocery store, and there's people facing this problem now, is you can accidentally shoplift it while self-checkout. I think I actually may or may not have done that once. You know, you're in a hurry, you're doing, you walk out the store and you go, oh, fuck, I forgot to run that through, through it. Well, things like that, they, they run through their security feeds and mm -hmm. they can charge you at a later date. Or, really? yeah, and they're doing this in the States. And, or what they do mm. is they go, they go, well, we got stock shrinkage. Um, item A, we, we, we're missing a bunch of them. Let's go through the footage and see how many people bought item A or supposedly bought item A. And they look for people that had item A and then they see somebody on there and then they charge them. You know, it's. So leave the ones that bulldoze their way through stores, shoplifting everything they can see, and attack the ones who actually pay something. Well, it's always, Great move. Just always go after the uh, law-abiding citizen. Oh, that's true. They're much easier. They're much easier because they'll comply. Law-abiding citizens always comply because that's what they want to do. They want to comply to make life easier. Unfortunately. Yeah. Although... I'm noticing that a lot of the uh, law-abiding citizens these days are only barely law-abiding. They, they're law-abiding enough to stay under the radar, and that's it. Yeah, maybe. 
Here you go. Here's one here. One lady on Twitter. Took me seven months, $6,000 to clear my name after I was falsely accused and the evidence should have exonerated me into the community. Here's another one. My mom accidentally left a tiny $3 lemon oil in her cart after buying $300 in groceries. She was charged with theft and had to do community service. Oh my gosh. So this is the insanity of it, which is adds to another reason why I won't use them because I've asked, I've asked them, I've had people, hey, you can use the self-checkout and said, great. I bill out at $125 an hour. I'll take a check right now for 125 bucks and I'll run <laughs> my own groceries. You know, I don't do my I don't do the self checkout thing because those things creep me out. Yeah, well, aside from that's really what it comes down to. They creep me out. I think I've used two of them in my life since they came into existence, and I didn't like doing it. No, they're weird. Well, one, I'm not paid to do your job, and <laughs> you know, and if something goes wrong, you send somebody over to do it for me anyway. It's like, okay, you could have just paid for person to do this regularly like firing the welder for the machine then hiring the welder back to fix the machine that they fired the welder for that's right yeah save them so much money all right and here's another one the poor bees got their feelings hurt murder hornets are going to get a new name over the stigma of being called murder hornets. Really? Yes, really. Asian murder hornets receive new name over stigma complaints. Are you kidding me? They're freak murder hornets. They're called murder hornets because they swarm you until you die. Not just you. The reason they're called murder hornets is because they swarm honeybees <coughs> and murder all the honeybees to steal their honey. Let's do. There's a really cool video on YouTube where somebody put, you know, put stuff in the beehives to look at the, to look at why European bees can't survive murder hornets, but the Asian bees, the Asian honeybees can survive them. Because the Asian honeybees evolved with the murder hornets, so they evolved the system to deal with the murder hornets to kill the murder hornets before they can murder nice. them. Nice. And it's really quite fascinating, but the European honeybees didn't evolve with the murder hornets. So the murder hornets are something new to them, and so they don't know how to deal with them. So they end up all dead. It's very that makes sense. It's a very fascinating study and thing. And uh, actually, it's a very fascinating study in humanity, if you look at it in the right way. Bees and humans are so similar. It's amazing. Because, you know, it's uh, it's just a really fascinating thing I saw. I think I saw it on Blackfield when he was covering over his one of his bee episodes. And he was showing it and explaining a lot about the difference between murder hornets and, and Europe. Oh, yeah, Blackfield. I got to dig out all his bee episodes. I want to watch those. He doesn't do a whole lot of bee episodes, and they're not very long usually. But it's really quite interesting. But yeah, following concerns that the name of the colloquial label of the insect may be offensive to Asians, the Entomological Society of America has called for its name to be changed to the less offensive Northern Giant Hornet. And it's not even a Northern Giant Hornet. It's a fucking Japanese murder hornets that are imported here. Yep. They hitched a ride on some cargo thing. <laughs> it didn't even fucking come from this area. 
Uh, but we gotta save the bee's feelings, so rename the bee, because the bee gives a shit. Some of the shit here, it's like, I'll, I'll have more of this as, as, as I get along, because many of the things I've been putting elsewhere, they belong in this category. I agree. You know, many things I haven't put in elsewhere belong in this category, too. I'm glad you thought, you thought it up. Yeah, it's about time. Every once in a while, I come up with a good idea. <laughs> All right, you've got something here. Your terms are acceptable. I... Oh, yeah! So... As it says, an on-point thought about women threatening sex strike over the Roe versus Wade. Okay, so there's been a lot of women who are threatening to go on a anti-sex streak because it, until Roe versus Wade is returned or whatever, and it's been pretty entertaining. Just listen to this guy; it's awesome. So I've heard some people suggest that women should institute a sex strike in response to the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And all I can say is that if your response to Dobbs is to not have sex with some douchebag that's completely unworthy of you because he's unwilling to make a commitment to you or the child you both create, we consider that a win. <laughs> yeah, well. So I've heard some people suggest that women should institute Not as funny as I remember. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes these funny things happen when we're slightly inebriated, and that's when they're really funny, but when you play them back... That's the... probably what happened. Jameson's probably lied to me again. Yeah, okay, when you play them back in the light of day, they're not so funny. Well, it's funny, they don't have any of the pictures of these women that are threatening the sex strike. And some of those land whales that are threatening the sex strike, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it, men will is it really a strike if nobody wants you in the first place? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I know men will stick their dick in just about anything, but honey, yeah, you going on sex strike is really not going to impact anything. <laughs> okay, seriously, if you got to ask the woman that you're trying to stick it in, if that's her size or her actual area, you're not sticking in the right area. Yeah, well, well it's, it's, you know it's tough when you can't stick He's not healthy. All right, you've got... Texas Governor Greg Abbott makes a slam dunk with his open invitation to New York mayor. Blah, 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 blah. What's this? So, <clears throat> Texas Governor Greg Abbott made an open invitation to New York City Mayor Eric Adams and Washington, Washington D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, inviting them to receive a firsthand experience of the border crisis that has plagued Texas for nearly all of Biden's tenure. The reason he did this is because uh, D.C. and New York are freaking out and saying that there's too many immigrants and they need more support. They need another 50, what is it, like $500,000, $50,000. And they're starting to complain, even though they have uh, they have dubbed themselves the, what is it, import sanctuary? Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just, I think it's awesome because they responded openly no we're not going to do that i'm paraphrasing but they, they essentially said nah cool. i just think it's awesome that he made sure that the whole world knew he was giving the open invitation yeah. and made people knew that they refused after bitching and moaning so loud cool well you know democrats <laughs> man what the fuck can you say man they 
not in my backyard. I, I don't I don't have the information, but I heard something really funny on No Agenda this week. Is that uh, seems the people of Portland who were so opening and welcoming about the homeless are now bitching because the homeless have moved into their suburban neighborhoods and are camping and pissing on their lawns. <laughs> it's like uh, not in my backyard. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. It's not in my backyard. I want to help everyone, but no, keep them out of my perfectly manicured backyard. Oh man, now I've got that that in my head. <laughs> you got what? The Scout song, the one that goes, uh, don't throw your junk in my backyard, my backyard, my backyard. <laughs> that one. Yeah, okay. Well, I It's a Scout it, song, it's stuck. I think it is time. Warning, warning, unlawful content. To scare you into compliance. There has been a lot. You got a few new categories here. Very nice. Because I've run out of places to put shit. <laughs> and I was like, this doesn't fit there. It's like, these are just more scare tactics. And the news has been so full of the scare tactics the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. It's like, we, we need to scare you into compliance. And this one here is a local piece of news. This one comes from beautiful Victoria. Our poor trees need help after weeks with no rain. And now, my God, we have 30 degree Celsius temperatures. For those of you who don't understand 30 degrees Celsius, I think that's like 80 or 90. Hang on. Let me, let me, let me find out what that is. I can't remember. 30... Where were they last year when we were up at 37 and 38 degrees for a full month? Like, come on, people. Get your priorities straight. If you're going to bitch about the the high temperatures, bitch about them consistently. Consistently. But wait a sec. 30 degrees is only 86 degrees Celsius. Hey, that's like a nice summer day in fucking Hawaii. That's yeah. Like an average day in Hawaii or Southern California. It's like comfy. It's like, what the fuck? Okay. My God. 30 degrees Celsius temperatures. Oh, what the hell? The, the, the humanity of it all. And then to like, be fair, what? up here, we're used to like 25 over the summer, like 25, maybe 27. Oh. That's what we've had for the last uh, couple of decades. It's, so It's not like we've never had 30 to 37 degree temperatures before and they last for a week or two at a time. I've been here for 25 years and I've seen it over a dozen dozen summers. The same oh, yeah. pattern. I, I've seen, I've, I've experienced like I'm, I'm a lot younger than you. But I remember experiencing really hot summer in, what was it, 97, 98? Oh, yeah. Those summers were crazy, way crazier than the last summer. And last summer was crazy, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, in my adult life, last summer was the first time that I went to open a door and the hand, the door handle felt warm to me. That was a first for me. Yeah. But that's just because I'm younger. But I know this has happened multiple times. We go through these cycles. Come on. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. I saw this. I was like, really? trees need help it's like you know these big giant trees are well rooted they're gonna be just fucking fine oh yeah they got plenty of water we have crazy amounts of water on this island we're good it's, they're good it's like it's insanity it's like and then of course here we go another one out of england warning six laws you may be breaking in your own backyard garden without knowing it Okay. Oh, you're going to love these. Fruit theft in England. Wait, what? Fruit theft. Fruit theft from your own backyard. No, oh, yeah. Okay. Get this. Okay. 
if you find fruit in your garden that has fallen <laughs> from a tree belonging to your neighbor, oops, go away. Belonging to your neighbor, they have the legal right to ask you for it back. Not only this, but removing said fruit and keeping it could count as stealing. If you want to avoid this, the best solution is to return the fruit as soon as you find it and avoid simply throwing it back into their garden. If you throw it back in their garden, it could be seen as garden waste, fly tipping, or littering. What comes to mind is, now Tommy, we don't take our penis out and show it to the classroom. That's a no-no. Trimming branches, which of course here we have the right. If your neighbor's trees are growing over your property, you can trim their fucking branches to your heart's content. Yep. Not it's over your property. It's your property. <laughs> In England, you got to get special permission to do that. My goodness. In England, if you are spending more time in your garden, you may want to make some changes, planting some trees. However, you need to think twice about this. What the hell? Why the hell are you reloading this stupid thing? You accepted the cookies. Now you must suffer. Obviously. Okay, planting trees. If you need to think twice about this under the Right to Light Act, if your neighbor has natural light access via a window for 20 years or more, you're not allowed to block it. If you grow a tree and it blocks your neighbor's light, they can... No, I understood your words. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm having a hard time with is the logic. It's like you aren't allowed to grow something in your own bloody yard if it may possibly impact your neighbor's window because they've had sunshine for 20 years. Okay, and asking your neighbors to clean up their leaves if you started to spend more time and you, you know... Um, Strangely, what the hell they keep changing shit on me. Strangely, your neighbors are not under any legal obligation to clean up their leaves that may have fallen into your garden from their trees. <laughs> but they're But do you get to keep it? But they're entitled to their they're entitled to the fruit that falls in your yard. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. Like if they're entitled to the fruit that falls into your yard, they should be entitled to the leaves, which is really good compost. So <laughs> like what the fuck? How high were they when they wrote this? It's England, man. They're high all the time. It's the whole reason why. My goodness. <clears throat> all right. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Here's another one for you. The Tonga eruption. You remember that? Nope. I don't remember that at all. A few months ago, it was a great big uh, volcanic explosion that happened in the South Pacific. Just off Oh, yeah. That thing. Okay. Well, it turns out the Tonga eruption filled the atmosphere with water, potentially damaging the ozone layer. The ozone layer. We're going to lose it again, folks. Okay, my, my headphones may not be causing the gooey stuff to start leaking out of my ears, but some of the crap you're bringing is... The fuck? <laughs> Time to scare you into compliance, man. <laughs> Water is in the air. Well, you know, oh my. It, it puts so much water in there, the ozone layer is in danger now because they said so. I'd be more worried about the ash. Well, no, I, 
understand that, but we got to worry about the ozone layer because we haven't worried about the ozone layer for 30 years ever since uh, CFCs were destroying it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It is about time. It's time to worry about the ozone layer again. Scare everyone with the ozone <laughs> layer because we need something new because people aren't buying the other shit right now. They need something new. All right. Here are some crazy headlines here. All right. This one here um, from the Crow House. We got to hopefully it shows up in the right spot on the video when it loads. It did when you sent me the link, so should be good. This is a two-minute video. We need to just watch this one and let it play for a minute. And It's awesome. Just watch this because it's downright insanity. Keep going. What the heck just happened? It looks like you're loved by commercials. Or perhaps a new show? Uh, I did. Somehow I went to a wrong... Somehow I clicked something. I was trying to undo the audio. Did you press the thumb buttons? I... It pushed buttons here. It's... But there's thumb buttons. Maybe you, you tapped a thumb button because your, your thumb got all chi on you. No. Click happy button! That's a nice look. And they're just making up every excuse they can. I showed you last week some of the excuses they're coming up with for these heart attacks. And it's just continuing, folks, everything they can think of. I know, I had to stop and read a lot of them too. What's the link between cold weather and heart attacks? It's like, uh, uh, I don't know. Did we have a massive problem with this in the past? I don't think so. I, I, nope. Oh, well, okay. I, I have heard throughout my entire life about very overweight and obese people mm -hmm. who, when they go to shovel snow, die of a heart attack. I have heard about that throughout my life. Well, that's because they're out of shape and their heart's fucked to begin with. That has nothing to do with the cold weather. That's just the, the cold weather and the snow is just a side effect. Yeah. That wasn't the cause. They already had a problem. Okay, let's keep going. But I couldn't find a way. Oh, here you go. 300,000 people facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress disorder. <laughs> yep. This one is just some serious scare you in the compliance shit here. Uh, 300,000 Brits living with stealth something or another here. Come on, go My favorite one is the masturbation one. <laughs> oh, here you go. Fall asleep with TV on can bring early death. I'm fucked. <laughs> oh, me too. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite ways to sleep is with TV on. That's <laughs> how I go to sleep, man. Sweating more than usual at night could be a sign of a heart attack. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. 
And can snoring lead to heart failure? <laughs> no. Oh, my husband's screwed. Most Canadians could face late-stage cancer tied to diagnostic delays during COVID pandemic. Well, yeah, absolutely. That one's absolutely true, though. <laughs> and that has nothing to do with any COVID panic. That has to do with the fact that they fucked up the health system even further. Oh, yeah. It's amazing what people weren't able to actually be able to get or do. Oh, yeah. Why are heart attacks becoming common in seemingly fit people? Hmm, I don't know. What well, what's the common denominator here? Huh? Could it be that they've been injected with a fucking uh, experimental MNRA vaccine that nobody knows what the fuck it does? Nah. Well, I noticed that in here somewhere there's also like a picture of I think it's an ad on the back of the bus about how children have strokes too and it's like, dude, when I was 20 when I was 26, I was told I was too young to have a stroke. Mm -hmm. But now children have them. Yes, I know. Say what? We've got we got a ways to go here, folks. For those of you that are watching and listening right now, this is just insane. Oh, and poor old lonely women in uh, box wine and Catland, they're at greater risk of heart attack. So feminism lied to them again. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I saw that one and I just laughed. That one really made me laugh. Little known heart attack that's striking fit and healthy women as young as 22. Wow. Oh, and physical activity may increase heart attack risk. <laughs> well, you know, considering the fact that we all got forced to sit on our asses for two years and now we're all getting more physically active, that kind of makes sense. For those that did sit on their ass, I didn't. Well, no, you didn't, but quite a few people did because of being able to work from home. And I know a lot of people ended up falling into extreme mental health issues and couldn't even make it outside anymore. Yeah, well, it created agoraphobia for many people, I'm sure. And does skipping breakfast increase your risk? So, so far, I'm I'm nailed for four or five of these headlines so far because I rarely. Yeah, me too. I rarely eat breakfast. Actually, hang on before you play. Um, there it says skipping breakfast might cause a heart attack, but at the same time, all of the current diets are saying you should skip breakfast to extend your nightly fast in order to be healthier. It's called it's called it's called intermittent fasting. It's something I've done all my life naturally. Yeah. It actually creates a more healthy body if you push off your breakfast till later in the day. Yeah, I've done it most of my life too, because breakfast is too much of a hassle before I'm awake. Mm -hmm. But like seriously, they need to get their story straight. Make up their mind. I know, I know. Curious cases of people who've died laughing. Can giggle and be fatal. Well, we're really screwed here with as much laughing as we're doing right now. Oh my gosh. All the toddlers are going to die. <laughs> oh, and here's one here. Experts warned that shoveling snow can be a deadly way to discover. <laughs> yes, 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 it is. That's the, They've actually got a tr semi true headline here. <laughs> because it doesn't mm -hmm. happen every year. Old people, yeah. people who are fat and out of shape, go out and shovel snow, and they don't realize how heavy fucking snow is. 
No is evil. Yes, it can be. And you're about to encounter it. <laughs> when you move to your new place, you're going to encounter snow next year. Dude, I had snow at my last place because my last place was the Valley of Doom and Gloom. We had like two feet of snow every year. Yeah, well, all right, then you're used to it. Yep. I hope that you understand. That was energy bill price rise, it caused heart attacks and strokes. Hang on, how does the energy bill price rise? What? Okay, where the hell are they getting that correlation from? They get their energy bill and they freak out. <laughs> oh, so that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Correlation. Sorry. That one there. I might be slightly inebriated now, which makes me giggle even worse. Oh, you're going to die. Blood clots, the popular breakfast food that could enhance the risk of blood clotting. Do you see what the food is? Uh, don't jump in the headline. Oh. <clears throat> is it the blood of infants? <laughs> Watching less TV could cut heart disease. Well, I'm certain of that. It'll also cut down on brain disorders and mental health anguish and uh, all kinds of other shit, cutting down on watching TV. Okay. I find that, like, if I've been watching too many episodes of whatever, like, when I'm on an episode on a TV show binge, I find that I get really freaking depressed. Well, yeah. That's because if you pay attention, okay, you need to learn to dissect what you're watching. Listen to the background underlying music. Look at the storyline. Oftentimes, a lot of these things are projecting a life that's better than yours, even if they're in constant drama. They're also in constant high drama, and they're dragging you into their drama in it. And, of course, when you're sitting there just watching TV, your uh, alpha waves are lit up, and it allows information to be, to be pumped into your brain. You can't watch TV just passively. You have to actively think about what you're watching. Yeah, I have learned that. Another thing, too, is uh, the way that they set things up. Like, for instance, an example would be the state of every house and home, whether it's uh, set way back in time or set in modern days. Mm -hmm. The state of the house and home is always very clean unless the yep. person is, like, horrible and you hate the character. Yep. So that, that's another way to really depress people because there's never, ever a perfectly clean kitchen. Not with kids. No, no, not with kids. Even when I don't have kids for a week at a time, my kitchen's never perfectly clean. Yeah. So. All right, let's keep going. Sock lines around the ankles could be an early sign of heart disease. <laughs> or too tight of socks. Yeah, it could be a sock. <laughs> LGBTQ, AIP, WXYZ. Yep, that's really not all that surprising because most people who have joined that movement, there's some seriously major issues in that culture these days. Yeah. A lot of them are seriously overweight and angry at the whole fucking world. Yeah, and that much anger will kill you. My faves. Urgent warning to gardeners as soil increases risk of killer heart disease. Okay, don't get out there and garden. You might get exposed <laughs> to something. I read that article because I was curious. It's like, what the fuck are they talking about? And what they what they went into 
was the pathogens in your garden could cause you to catch disease. It's like, no, no, those pathogens and bacteria you get exposed to help your health massively. Oh, yeah, they absolutely do. I Like, even though I have hay fever, I always feel so much better after I've been working in the garden. yourself to low levels of everything gives your gives your immune system a bit of a workout <laughs> new research looks at the impact of summer heat and miscarriages so see they gotta they gotta account for the dramatic increase in the number of miscarriages since everyone started getting the jab <clears throat> wow Women's health. Can holiday stress lead to a heart attack? Sure, sure it can. Actually, yes. Yes, it can. Especially if your in-laws are asshats. <laughs> Solar storms may cause up to 5,500 heart-related deaths in a given year. Oncologists fear tsunami of cancer after COVID-19 lockdowns limited screenings. Uh, yeah, considering that the vast majority of people have been eating processed foods for a decade or more now, and they've not been eating real food, so yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, they really are. There you go. Mass That's my favorite one. Could lead to major health complications and even death. Man, all, yep. All the teenage boys out there are just screwed. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's actually funny. <laughs> oh, see the signs. You gotta, gotta go see the signs. <laughs> see the signs. Questionably crunchy socks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're gonna pull this article up. <laughs> I need this article. I want to see what this <laughs> So if you or your loved ones have questionably crunchy socks in or around your bedroom, you should go and get yourself checked out because you may have an addiction to masturbation and it could lead to death. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <coughs> Uh-oh, I think I'm killing my dad. <laughs> Making you laugh too hard, you're choking. Not supposed to breathe in that. With us? Yeah, let's bring this article over here so we can actually read this article, folks. I gotta read this article. This is just too fucking funny. Let's get it over in the screen so everyone can read it. There we go. Close enough. All right. It's a form of stress relief in the short term. Doing it to the point that you become addicted could therefore have the opposite effect long term. How often we well, masturbate is not a typical topic of conversation with friends and family over the dinner table. So what Not unless your family and friends are super twisted. <laughs> what constitutes too much masturbation really depends on everyone's personal outlook on the matter. And what the fuck is too much masturbation? <laughs> Naturally, there are certain factors to consider when defining normal frequency, such as age, health, and whether or not one has a sexual partner. For some, once or twice a week might be normal, whereas others might do it once or twice a day. You, It. <laughs> Whatever. Go, go away. There you go. 
might do it once or twice a day, but if you are masturbating too much, your body will almost certainly tell you about it as you will eventually start experiencing some health problems. Oh my god, I love the picture. <laughs> I think they've searched forever to find the creepiest looking picture of a guy looking at a laptop. <laughs> First of all, before encountering any physical side effects, you might want to consider what masturbation addiction is doing to your physiological well-being and personal relationships. Like everything that gives us pleasure, masturbation can become an addiction and it could affect you to the point you are no longer able to get it on with your normal daily activities. Wow. Masturbation can be used to relieve yourself of sexual frustration, but at the same time can take up time that you might have otherwise spent socializing and actually meeting potential new sex partners. Have you ever, you know, was the guy wasting two or three minutes at a time? <laughs> when you do occasionally meet your new sexual partners, you may find yourself unable to experience pleasure in having intercourse with them as you grow so accustomed to pleasuring yourself that you're no longer able to enjoy sex with another person. Wait, they're saying that masturbation can turn you off of sex? Uh-huh, that's what they're saying. Oh, yeah, rough hand over softness. Uh, totally. Oh my god, the pictures! <laughs> Furthermore, if you are resorting to masturbation as a form of mental escape, whether you encounter a stressful scenario, you could actually be lowering your threshold for dealing with stress instead of working to build it up. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So this, this article is going fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's like, the person who wrote it was like, I can't believe I actually have to write this shit. Really? Either that, or they are really against masturbation, man. Maybe their partner masturbated more than they had sex with them, and so they wrote this article. Oh, a study revealed one otherwise healthy 51-year-old man in Japan who is self-professed serial masturbator did almost die from a stroke shortly after pleasuring himself. Okay, then. One man. Good job. Hand. All right. Well. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hidden immune feature may have spared unvaccinated people from COVID-19 infections. Well, I kind of like that one. I must have the hidden immune feature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, we all caught it at the beginning and developed a natural immunity. Uh -huh. And we've all been fine since. Mm -hmm. Ta-da! Yep. Weather warning that dehydration could lead to blood clots. Okay, that I can kind of understand. Oh, but dehydration can lead to, to blood clots. Oh, yeah, but what's funny is this has never been a problem in historically before. I mean, sure, it's possibly always been a risk, but.
never really been a problem before, except for those that weren't ready for the hot weather. And people who are not ready are people who don't, they don't take care of themselves. They, it's not just that they are inactive, because you can still actually take care of yourself when you are stuck in a desk. But it's people who eat ice cream and chocolate cake for breakfast and decide that they don't need to do anything else for themselves. considering I keep stopping every other one or everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and two-thirds of UK women are missing periods because of stress and poor diet. Quite possibly. Or it could be the diet. Uh, maybe, but I actually have an article to bring tonight that rebuffs that. Oh, okay. Where's that article at? We can come back to this. This isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Where's that article at? <clears throat> Under the Rona. Under the Rona. Rona. Yeah. Rona gonna get you. as long as to find the article as it took for the, the jingle to play. <laughs> the <largest> <clears throat> Largest study to date finds alarming percentage of women experience menstrual cycle changes after receiving COVID vaccines. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I can't hear you, so I'm not sure if I'm talking over you. Nope. Um, that's because the microphone doesn't move with me, and I keep moving to the monitor all the way over to my left. Ah, I can hear you now. Yeah, that's because I'm yeah, uh, the microphone. This is definitely something that I'm really glad has come out. Uh, it's something that has been talked about since about six months after the vax first came out, though mainstream isn't trying to hush it up before it could really go anywhere. Like, for instance, the article we just saw, where women are missing menstrual cycles and having, uh, having miscarriages due to stress and poor diet. No, not many of those women are just due to those things. There's always stress, there's always poor diets when you're broke, when you're broke as fuck, but... I mean, I managed to have two very healthy children on a broker than fuck, can't even afford a pot to piss in yeah. diet. Oh, yeah. So, no, there is still the ability to have a healthy child and a proper pregnancy and give birth with a bad diet and lots of stress. Mm -hmm. Women prove it every day in every country. So, no, it's not that. I'm pretty sure that it is the vax because this is a whole new thing. And look at what it's linked to. Here's a study. Enjoy. Yeah, well, nobody's going to believe it. All right, let's continue on. And how not brushing your teeth properly can lead to strokes, heart disease, and dementia. <laughs> Um, that is a special one. I didn't even notice that one when I was watching it before. Yeah, there's a lot of really special ones in here. <laughs> Moving clocks forward now or could be dangerous for millions of Brits with serious heart problems. Yeah, I'm behind, you know, I'm behind that. I'm going to say I agree with that one because I really hate the, the changing your clock BS. Exception to the belief that fireworks are beautiful. 
Wow, they really reached out their ass for that one. Yeah, but I mean, that one, geez. Oh, right, and this one. This one is awesome. If you live under a flight path, you may be at risk of a heart attack. <laughs> yep. So, 80% North America is screwed. Climate change may cause increased rates of heart defects in babies. Okay. Yeah, climate change. Uh-huh. Totally, because we don't go through four different seasons every freaking year. No. Hard to swallow. Major warning as popular drink could trigger sudden cardiac arrest. What drink is that? Are they talking about Gatorade? I have no idea. Let's go find out. Let's go look up the article. Like, I know that if you drink too much Gatorade, you'll get kidney stones because of all the salt. But I don't think it could trigger a sudden cardiac arrest. Let's find out what drink it is. You gotta love the sun, man. The sun puts out such great shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it on over and see what this article has to say for us. I am curious about this. I didn't think to go and check the actual article. I just Kind of watched it and then moved on to the next thing I had to do. Anytime they do this and I'm really curious, I go look up the article. All I can do is type in the headline. Type in the headline. All right, which comfy which comfy drink is the problem? Energy drinks. Energy drinks. Okay, that actually kind of makes sense because a lot of people are really stupid and they'll have like five and then they die. Well, yeah, that's because they're over overdoing themselves and i do know from energy drinks now energy drinks do cause problems i had to quit drinking yeah. energy drinks in my 30s i couldn't uh, yeah i've had to stop drinking them too i drank them all the way through my 20s into my early 30s my late 30s i suddenly had to stop drinking because i drank i drank a couple one day and it's like everything was wrong my whole body yeah. was was sideways and it's like okay something's wrong here i stopped drinking the energy drinks it all went away i went okay Something in the energy drinks does not work for my body chemistry anymore. Yeah, I had an energy drink um, about a month ago, and I I felt like I was going to puke. Yeah. It just made me feel horrible, so yeah. I haven't had another one since. Yeah. It's like, it, it happened to me in my 30s. And I was like, I'm 34, so it's about the right age. Yeah. So I can still drink my caffeine. I can still, you know, drink a fair chunk of sodas. I can't drink as much soda as I used to drink, and but uh, it's all good. But something changes. Your body chemistry changes as you age. So you have to always pay attention when you get when you get unusual signals in your body. Yeah. You just got to go. Okay, what did I eat? Because eight out of ten times, when something's wrong in your body, it's something you recently ate. Or something you're missing. Or something you're missing, but or not something you're not eating. But it has to do with it has to do with what you're putting in your body. Yeah. And if you're if you sort of think of what it is, what you can do is try that item one more time and then pay close attention to how your body reacts to it. And then you know for sure. But you get you do get warning signs. And energy drinks, I can actually believe that one. Yeah, energy drinks is definitely a problem. Signs, urgent warnings, women under 40 after sharp rise and sudden killer. Okay. I didn't even see that one. 
100 children hospitalized with rare post-COVID illness in Australia. Australia. Oh, did you hear what they're calling the new uh, sub, whatever, sub-variant? No, what are they calling it? They're calling it Centaurus. Yeah, that's that's a new subvariant of the subvariant. Oh, we have a chat window. <laughs> yes, we have a chat window. That's only me talking as usual. It popped up at 7:45, so I assume that it didn't pop up because you set the original time an hour later. Popped up at eight o'clock. Yeah. A tsunami of disability is coming as a result of long COVID. I disagree with that statement. I believe that a tsunami of disability is coming because everybody is being pressured into being the bigger victim. And in order to be the biggest victim, you have to get yourself on disability. And then you have to prove that you deserve your disability by being even louder about it. So I think that's where the real tsunami is coming from. Summer holidays warning as flight delays increase risk of silent killers. So you got silent people out there going and shooting people. Beware the cold. How do you sleep? One position may increase the risk of deep vein thrombosis. Well, you know, deep vein thrombosis is something you get after high altitudes and then going back to low altitudes. That's what I thought. And I mean, I guess it could be considered a cause of deep uh, vein thrombosis if you sleep with your butt in the air. I mean, that's elevation. Mysterious spike in New Brunswick deaths in 2021, not due to COVID. Oh, so they, they have no clue as to why they had a spike in deaths in 2021. <laughs> yeah, but it's not COVID. Don't look behind the curtain. No, it wasn't COVID. It was the vaccine which came out in 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the vax has killed a lot of people, and it's still working on it. Now even sticking to medic alcohol guidelines is bad for your health. Risk of heart problems could be increased even if you drink less than NHS weekly units. What the heck is an NHS weekly unit? I'm pretty sure I overdo it if, if there's a unit. Okay, we're going to have to just roll through this now so I can take a All break right. and, uh, um, and go uh, get myself another beer. Actually, I've got, a, I've got some uh, uh, rum stuff uh, thawing out. Okay. We've got to stop for that one. We need that one there because that one there. <laughs> 33 Fulton Grease. We, we, it's like we, we have to stop for that one. Have to stop for that one. It's 33 Fulton Grease. There's the bullshit, folks. There's the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Once you see 33, you know it's bullshit. Oh, yeah. I don't know what 33 is code for, but it's code for something. It's code for bullshit, man. It is. It's code. Maybe. For, I think it's code for bullshit. Every time you see them use 33,000, 33%, 33 increase, this and 30, anytime it's 33, it's code for bullshit. It is bullshit, but I feel like there's some kind of unknown message to 33 because something bigger always follows. 
I need, I never, I never know what the next thing to follow is because we're we're doing we're seeing a lot of thirty threes linked to COVID now, so I'm not sure what the next big thing is going to be. Yeah, it's hard to say. We have a few options. Unpaid student debt could give you heart trouble. Yeah, yeah, it can. It could. <laughs> Fuck, I, I, I want to play this through, but I just see these things. I just want to say something about each one. It's like, it's so hard to not. All right, let's try it again. Just let it play. Oh, and for all my marijuana smoking friends, frequent marijuana use may lead to higher risk of heart disease. However, studies have found over the past three, four decades that use of marijuana can lower the risk of heart disease, lower the risk of cancer, lower the risk of stress, anxiety, all those things. But, you know, because they need something this year, it's going to kill you. Dead and 16 hospitalizes humidity strikes through RBC Brooklyn half marathon. That was only 23 degrees Celsius. I know. When I did my marathon, okay, I ran a marathon. One, I won't do another, but I ran one marathon. Wasn't it like 32 degrees? It was 34 degrees the day I ran. Yeah. And nobody died that day. Nobody passed out. There were a few <laughs> injured and sick people. I know I was one of the injured, but. It's like, seriously? It's like, Oy vey. It's like, it's only, it's like I, would have, I would have begged for a 23 degree day the day I ran my marathon. <laughs> 23 degrees? Fuck, I could have run the marathon in four hours. Instead of the five mm -hmm. it took me. <laughs> oh, we'll skip right past that one too fast. Need that one. Have to... Yeah, it's a, that one's a hard one to catch. Yeah, that one, that one is. <clears throat> Back it up. Hold it. See if I can catch Signs. Yes. Yeah, that's the one that I remember so well because I literally had a group of doctors tell me I'm too young for a stroke. And then a few years later, a brain injury specialist said, Oh, yeah, you had a stroke. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm looking at it and I'm like, You know, I do remember all the kids I grew up with having strokes. It was such a common thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, no, 
<laughs> I mean, they can have strokes. It's possible. I'm not going to say it's not yeah. possible, but they, it's not a very common fucking thing. Like, it suddenly is comical. Ten years ago, doctors didn't believe you when you were 26 and had a stroke. And now they're saying this. Jeez. Well, they gotta cover up for what the vaccine. Yeah, I gotta cover up the mess. Bury it. And this one kind of creeps me out. Elmo's father asked questions. Elmo has died suddenly in his sleep. He developed COVID after his first shot. The myocarditis is, is from having COVID, not the shot. The family are asking questions, but doctors say he was lucky to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Yeah, this one creeps me out. That one is creepy. It's like saying your daughter was lucky to have been strangled to death rather than stabbed to death. It's like, oh, thanks. That's all of them, folks. <laughs> it took us a little <laughs> while to get through that. The, the headlines were just downright fucking insane there. Yeah. Like, wow. I, I I have no words for the crazy psychosis of the world right now. There are no words for the crazy psychosis of the world right now. There are just no words for it. All right. We're going we're gonna to pop to a little bit of music here and... Uh, I'm going to go get myself another beer. We will be right back. You see him all over this great old land from the northeast, west, and southern.
was a country man. There we go. All right, we're back. <clears throat> I got my we are indeed. I got my Bellini. That's what I had. Your Bellini? Is that your rum stuff that you were defrosting? Yep, that was the rum stuff I was defrosting. And I only put uh, five shots instead of six into it. I found that four. That's was, a good idea. Four wasn't enough. Six was way too much. So maybe if this is like just a little too much, put in four and a half. Won't be able to now. They, I should have bought a dozen of the fucking things when the store had them, but they're sold <laughs> out of them now. Oh no! Yeah, it's like well, I'm, I'm gonna keep my eye out. Next time they have them, I'm gonna buy a dozen of them because I really like Bellinis. I still have no idea what it tastes like, but you've explained it, and I think it sounds like it'd be worth trying at least. It's, it's an adult slushy, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what you keep saying. That's basically what it is. It's adult slushy. It's got a very unique flavor. I don't even know what to describe the flavor aside the rum in it. <laughs> All right. I think it's time that we spend a little time on our preps. Sounds good to me. Let's go talk about some garden things here. We got some planting, growing, and harvesting tips. Yes, we do. First one, out the gate. Pruning your blueberries. This is something I did not know. I'm going to try that with my blueberries this year. Maybe I'll get more blueberries next year. And it's a really good article on how to prune your blueberries, when to prune them, how much new, new growth to leave, how much old growth to leave so that you get a good balance of the two and you get the most amount of berries every year. It's like my blueberries have only sporadically produced and I didn't realize I was pruning incorrectly. So you will want to try this out yourself if you're growing blueberries. So I'm going to be, That'd be giving, cool. I'm going to be giving this a try to see if I can get my blueberries to produce better for next year. So very useful item. And you've got saving flower seeds from the garden. Yeah, uh, flower seeds. <sighs> They're kind of hard to say to save if you don't really know how to do it because flower seeds, while they're similar to a lot of other seeds, they're also different. I mean, like for instance, your poppy seeds, you have to put one of those little net bags over and let it sit there. Yep. Box gloves, same thing. But with, uh, with something like columbine or the pole bean, it's a different way to grab the seeds. So what this does is it walks you through the various ways to save your flower seeds. And saving flower seeds is a really good idea, even if they're not all useful for like eating and uh, herbal medicine stuff. Throwing a bunch of flower seeds around in areas that you're not using as like your food garden is a great idea because it brings the pollinators into your garden. Yep. Yep. I finally accepted that fact and started growing flowers. Yay! You know, what can I say? You know, I, I realized I got to, you know, be a little more friendly to them. Although, although I'm still having the hummingbirds fucking uh, uh, stalk me in the garden. <laughs> they do, man. They stalk me. I go out there. I'm doing something. Next thing I know, they're right next to my bloody ear. It's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Probably just to watch you jump. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to think that they, they, they get a fucking special thrill in watching me jump. There's these little tiny bees that move like hummingbirds. They're my favorite bees. I have no idea what kind of bee they are because I haven't taken the time to learn yet. But they move like a hummingbird. They are so freaking cool. Hmm. I don't know the 
right. I don't know. Uh, I discovered I have a, a, a honeybee hotel in the front of the building. There's like five sleeping bumblebees this morning. It was adorable. <laughs> All right, tomato hornworms. What do you got here? This is a great thing to know the signs of and how to get rid of it. Tomato hornworms are, they're vicious. Like, they're not only are they creepy looking with that stinger looking thing on the end, which isn't a stinger, but it still looks like one. Um, they will destroy your tomatoes. They'll eat them all up, and then they become this moth that eats even more things in your garden and not good to have around. So it's good to know the early signs of the damage, and it's good to know how to get rid of them. And this will walk you through both. How do you feed them to my chickens? Hmm? Feed them to my chickens. What was that? If I find them, feed them to my chickens. That's a great way to get rid of them. Let the chickens eat them. But you still have to know what the signs are in order to go searching for them to find them. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't seem to have the problem. My tomato plants aren't being damaged. Although I found a cabbage leaf today that was completely fucking decimated all the way down to the stems. Oh, lovely. I have no idea what ate it. Something ate it, but I just don't know what. Maybe it's a cabbage moth. No, well, it could be. I don't know. Something ate it. Something ate it, sure. Fucking right down to the ground. Okay, I gotta figure this one out before it eats the rest of my cabbages because I'm growing a lot of cabbages. Creating a rain garden. Does it bring in rain? Is it like a rain dance? Timing is everything? <laughs> no, I brought this last year too. What this is, is it's a rain garden design. There's two designs on here and it's for places that have a lot of bloody rain. What it does is it collects the rain and it uh, it gives you a list of plants to grow where water can collect and thus not flood your house. Oh, okay. It's very useful. Uh, some of the, uh, actually, a lot of the plants that you can grow in a rain garden are very useful for both um, medicinal and for pollinating. Oh, cool. And having these plants growing there will help to absorb the water. And really, a rain garden is just to keep your house and your 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 regular garden from getting flooded. Hmm. All right. And cutting back on thinning summer plants. Um, cutting back and thinning summer plants. This one is really cool uh, for those who are as clueless as me and think that cutting back a plant means you chop most of it off. That's not what it means. I learned that the hard way. Yeah. Uh, this will walk you through a lot of uh, the, the 10 plants that need to be chopped, thinned, and dug out over the summer. Okay. So there's goutweed, violets, um, phlox, goldenrod, lily of the valley, tawny day lily. There's a lot of plants in there. Uh, some of them are considered weeds. Yeah, well, a weed is anything growing where you don't want it to grow. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> a rose is a weed if you don't want it growing where it's growing. I've, I've yanked up roses because they're in the wrong fucking place. <laughs> and then the last one I have here is five fast-growing veggies to try. Okay. Let's see. It's a great list to go after if you are super late getting to planting or just want to add some more into your garden. These are great ones to go for in the beginning of planting season, especially if you plant them in such a way that you will essentially be getting constant crops. I think that 
I can't remember what's, what that's called. Staggered, staggered planting, I think. Uh, it's not staggered. That's a good word for it. It's uh, successional planting. Yeah, this this will go through the list of the top five fast growing veggies. So, like, if you're late, if you're like three weeks late getting the planting, you can still plant them and still have them grow and ready in time to yeah. to harvest. There are also things you can plant in uh, August for a fall harvest. Yeah. Like leaves, salad leaves. Salad leaves, radishes. These are things I'm getting ready to plant this week. Bush beans, um, carrots, spinach. Although for some reason, the carrots I plant seem to take long. They hate you. They, they fucking do hate me, man. Carrots hate <laughs> me. I swear to God, the carrots I've got growing, I planted them more than fucking 50 days ago. And I still, <laughs> I still don't have carrots. I have leaves, but I have no carrots. Like, hey, one step further, man. You got the leaves this year. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. <laughs> spinach, another plant that fucking hates me. <laughs> Every time I plant spinach, it bolts on me. So, yeah, I'm still going to plant them again, though, because I've cleared some spaces in my garden as I'm harvesting stuff. I'm, I'm having empty spaces. And as you harvest stuff and you empty your spaces, you refill them with something else so that you're growing Cause... the whole season. Because why not try to continue planting the plants that hate you, refuse to grow for you? <laughs> Eventually you'll get it right. Sooner or later, I will get it right and I will harvest <laughs> massive carrots. I'm, I'm bound to determine to grow big carrots. <laughs> I keep trying all the different tricks I read about and everything else, but so far, nothing. Radishes? Not yet. You'll get there. I have no problem with radishes. Radishes are a piece of cake for me. Spinach. <laughs> it's like the spinach starts growing. It's perfect. I, I, like, I'll harvest it tomorrow, and the next day, it's fucking bolted. <laughs> it's like, fucking thing. All right. Let's see what else we got. Let's go find some other tidbits here. I think we should go to stocking storage preps. Yes. Well, we've already been through most of them. We oh, yeah, we have. Um, but we haven't covered five food storage myths that are ruining your stockpile. I saw that in my email, and I meant to go read it, and I completely spaced. So what is this about? Uh, hang on a second. Let me bring this back up. All right. What this article here covers is the importance of how you store your food. You can't store it just anywhere in your house. Okay, you can't you can't stick it in a hot closet. You can't stick it in a well-lighted area. You know, you've got to store your food where it's cool, dry, and as dark as it can be. So that's one thing they talk about in here. You know, putting everything in the pantry. Well, you can put it in the pantry if you build your pantry to properly store anything. It's like I have my uh, I have my potatoes and onions and garlic all stored in there. But you can't store them so they're exposed to each other. You can't store it so the apples are exposed to some of this stuff because apples put out ethylene gas, which causes everything to ripen in the room. Yeah. So you have to be able to store this stuff correctly. You can't just store it willy-nilly. It can cause your food to rot on you. You know, they also tell don't put everything in the fridge. Not everything belongs in the fridge. No, there's lots of things that don't belong in the fridge. And I actually had to reteach myself to stop putting things in the fridge. Don't store your potatoes in the fridge. Don't store your onions in the fridge. 
Tomatoes are best left out. They go mushy in the fridge. You know, you got to be careful, though. Keep it, leave them out. You leave them out too long, they over-ripen, too. So, six of one, half dozen the other. You just got to pay attention. Yeah. You got to pay attention to everything. You know, storing fruits and vegetables. Don't store fruits and vegetables together. So, this is a good article about what not to store with what and where to store it and what lighting conditions and temperature conditions to keep it stored under. If your store too hot, it'll cause it to go bad. If your store is too cold, it'll go bad. You, know, you gotta find that right comfy room. So. And for those who are in a tiny ass apartment, uh, the coolest place is always right around the windows. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I've done is I have a wooden box that I keep my potatoes and onions in. They're nicely separated in there. Mm -hmm. And I keep it right beside my window and my balcony door that is literally the coldest spot in my house but you can find spots like that all over your house where it's a cold wall right by right, right near outside yeah. and you can even put stuff outside it's not going to go bad if you put it outside for storage if you don't get sun oh absolutely uh, the other thing is is what you can also use if you don't have yourself a cool box find an old dresser yeah I use an old dresser for storing my potatoes, onions, and um, potatoes, onions, garlic, and then I also store my pasta and a few and pasta and some beans in the in the drawers of the old dresser. Pasta is a fantastic separator. If you want to put like potatoes, then then packages of pasta, and then you can put apples on top, and the apple fermentation does not get to your potatoes. Yep. got how much land do you need to be self-sufficient now truthfully you don't need anything more than a standard city lot 60 by 120 60 feet by 120 cool. feet which is the lot that i currently have and it's got a you know reasonably decent sized house on it so there's not a lot of backyard but if you work your yard properly you can grow everything you need in your yard to be self-sufficient. The only thing that you need is to make sure that you have stuff worth trading so that you can get things that you can't do get yourself, like pig That's right. and cow. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, I managed even to squeeze in some chickens into mine. Yep. Chickens are so strange. So they tell you here <laughs> that you should have, you know, an acre, three quarters of an acre, but I have less than three quarters of an acre total. But you got to consider how much space does your house take up. So. Well, I can see that you would need at least an acre, preferably two acres, if you're going to have animals, yeah. like a couple animals, pigs, a goat. If you're going to have animals, you need an acre or two, minimum. Yeah. You know, because animals need space. Yeah, but if you don't, if you're not planning on having animals, then you can get away with a city lot. But you can also, on a city lot, you can have chickens and rabbits, so you can still have rabbit, uh, animals that take up a whole lot less space. And, that is true. And provide yourself the proteins you need. Although it's still stuck in my head that you can starve by eating rabbit. Yes, you can starve by eating rabbit. You can starve by eating any protein. If that is the major source of your protein, you have hmm. to, you have to, if that's the major source of your diet, that's protein. If that's the major source of your diet, you have to be able to diversify your diet with stuff you grow, like potatoes and carrots and turnips and 
veggies that store over the winter. You've got to grow veggies that you can store over the winter. It's like it looks like I'm going to get a whole lot of cucumbers this year, so I'm going to be pickling cucumbers and making pickles. Awesome. So you just have to And sorry, uh for those listening who have never had garden fresh things like potatoes, potatoes don't actually go bad within months when they are freshly picked from your garden. They will last for a year, year and a half if they're stored properly. No, I've been so, yeah, if they're stored pro okay, well then eight months is still a lot more than like the two months that you get from the store bought. Yeah, well you gotta remember what you buy from the store has already been stored for six to eight months. And that is something that a lot of people don't realize. I've been talking to a lot of people around about my age and a little older who they have no bloody clue. So yeah, be aware that things that you grow yourself will last a lot longer and they actually have taste. Oh god. I mean Things like th things like yeah, it's amazing. My first harvest of potatoes this year, and I forgot. Oh God, yeah, I forgot. Potatoes actually taste good, <laughs> along with the garlic I harvested and the onions I harvested, and you know everything else I harvested today. I was like, oh God, I forgot how good this stuff tastes. <laughs> yeah. So for those listening, um, you think potatoes taste good when you buy them from the grocery store? Wait till you start growing them yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, massively big flavor, and I haven't even harvested all my potatoes. All I harvested was one, one, one bag. I only oh wow. I only harvested one bag of potatoes because I grew potatoes this year. I grew them in bins, which I haven't harvested yet. I grew them in the crazy car, which I took. Yep. I took two of them from the crazy car today because there weren't enough in the bin or in the bag, <laughs> and I grew five bags of potatoes. Because I, nice. I was experimenting to see how many potatoes I could grow this year because I wanted to grow as many potatoes as possible because potatoes are easy to grow. Oh, yeah. And you can actually live off potatoes if you have to. Potatoes, potatoes will grow in a pile of horse shit and they'll be healthy for you. Yeah, just rinse them off. Just rinse them off, man. Wash them clean. Oh, yeah. Potatoes grow really well. So, yeah. All right. Let's see here. We've got another interesting article. 22 prepper tips from the homeless. What does the homeless have to say for us for prepping? I can speak from experience here. A lot of these are really good tips that most people don't even think about. Clothing tips. How to wear multiple layers of clothing. Use materials stuffed between the clothing layers for extra insulation. Use waterproof jacket. Keep your extremities warm. Wear boots that are that at least cover the ankles, if not higher up, to help keep out the cold. Sleeping. A sleeping bag coupled with a blanket or two is best. The blanket can be wrapped around the body before entering the sleeping bag. So there's a lot of good tips in here. I read them through and it's like, yeah, it all makes sense. Really good tips. Oh, yeah. Shelter. A tent. Number one choice. Urban areas. Shelter can be found under the bridges, freeways, railways. So... A lot of this really good tips, you know, of course, the homeless people, you know, they have to, they have to learn to live and survive. And, yeah. You know, they're, they're unintentional preppers. Yep. When the, when shit hits the fan, it's going to be half the preppers and three quarters of the homeless that survive. Yeah, well, 
Well, well, it's funny, you know, it's like back when the COVID thing ha happened and everyone was dying from COVID, supposedly. I'm like, you, you know how to know it's not a pandemic? The homeless people aren't dying. <laughs> exactly. They're always the first to go because they don't have anything to keep themselves healthy. Mm -hmm. they, they cook over a tin can, like in that picture. Yeah, very much. I just thought it was funny. But yeah, there's some really good tips in here that can you know help you out. And uh, some stuff you might want to pay attention to. Maybe stock up on a few items that are suggested in this article. Although in connection to your last comment there, uh, we are facing a pandemic now because homeless are starting to drop like flies. Are they really? Where are they dropping from besides uh, the uh, drug overdose and stuff? The vax. Oh, are they are they vaccinating the homeless? Yeah, uh, in order to get into the shelters when it's cold, hmm. you need to be vaxxed. Ah, and in order to get uh, the implements needed to safely take drugs or to get your medication, mm -hmm. you need to be vaxxed. And they're ah. using that against the homeless, and now the homeless are starting to die so, in large numbers. So it's a it's it's a it's a pandemic of the vaccination. Yes. I've been hearing about people like names that I recognize and there's there's a lot larger of a number than there was last year and that mixed in with the fentanyl it's it's getting rid of the homeless another couple of years and we'll be down by two by two thirds if it keeps up wow okay I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't heard I had not heard that okay well yeah we do know that that's a problem in the world all right, and on that note, here is seven super cheap foods you should stockpile that a lot of people actually throw these foods away. And no, you don't keep the moldy bread. No, you just cut off the mold. Yeah, you can cut off the mold and eat it, but I wouldn't suggest it unless you're really fucking hungry. Then what do you do with the moldy bread? Um, feed it. Don't even feed it to your chickens because it's not good for your chickens either. No, that mold is no good for you. No. Um, the thing is, is what happens to the mold is the mold, you can see it in this picture here, the mold gets all the way through the bread. Now, if, yeah. if it wasn't sliced, if the bread wasn't sliced, you could cut off the mold because it wouldn't get into the bread. But because yep. it's sliced, it gets right down into the bread slices. Mm. Okay, bones. People don't realize how many bones they possibly throw away during the course of uh, a year of eating meat you know you save all your bones you can keep them frozen until you have enough bones to make bone, bone broth I literally have a section of my deep freeze that is bones yeah. <laughs> organ meat I'm not overly fond of organ meats myself but you can uh, save your organ meats and make a broth out of those or eat them yourself if you want Another thing, too, is you can buy organ meats for very cheap. Yeah, I've been buying uh, beef liver for making my dog treats, my freeze-dried dog treats. And beef liver is fucking dirt fucking cheap. Pig hearts, too, are really cheap, and they're really good for you. Yeah, it's you can buy it dirt cheap, and you can save it in multiple ways. Bacon grease, my favorite. I use bacon grease for everything. Although I lost an entire jar of bacon grease last night. I was rather upset. How did you manage to do that? 
Well, I keep my bacon free grease in the fridge, which I probably shouldn't do. But I made bacon, and I poured the bacon grease in the jar, and the jar decided to shatter. Ah, cold versus hot. Hot wins. Hot wins, yes. <laughs> I was like, well, that sucks. I just lost three quarters of a jar of bacon grease <laughs> because it shattered, and there's going to be little glass shards in my bacon grease, and, well, I'm not going to risk eating glass because eating glass is not a good thing. You know, I once knew this kid who is blind and autistic, and he had a... Uh, he had an oral fixation. He managed to find the light bulb of his lamp and he banged it against his teeth till it broke. And then he chewed the glass into such fine dust that he didn't get hurt. Well, if you chew it fine enough, it won't. <laughs> but like that, that image has always made me cringe that he did that. It was my friend's older brother in high school. Just, it was so weird. Stale bread, saving your stale bread. I always save my stale bread. And a little known thing that a lot of people don't realize is that homemade bread rarely ever molds. Only store-bought bread molds. Uh, that depends on where you live, really. Because my last, my, my last place, my homemade bread molded just as badly as my store-bought bread. But that was because of the house we lived in had a serious moisture problem. Must be something else in your bread too, but I've noticed my sourdough bread does not mold. I've noticed my homemade bread here doesn't mold in this place, which is dry and doesn't have a moisture problem or black mold. Hmm. Well, that could be it too. But stale bread, save it, dry it up, use it as croutons, pulverize it into breadcrumbs, extend it out, folks. Lots of good uses for it. Oh, a uh, quick note. From experience, mm -hmm. if you're planning on making breadcrumbs with your bread, crumble it up to dry out before you, uh, instead of letting it dry out in chunks, because trying to crumble the dried chunks or the dried chunks is, well, it's frustrating, irritating, and painful. Run it through, <laughs> run it through a uh, food processor. That's what I do with it. Yeah. I only had the hand grinder because that's the, everything electronic died in my last place. So I only had the hand grinder and I, like the kids would be holding the bread chunk over the grinder as I was, uh, as I was winding it and it just went everywhere. It was, it was terrible. Yeah, that's <laughs> Chicken fat. Not that I have a lot of that. Sour or expired milk. Fruit and vegetable peels. For those of you that peel your vegetables, I never peel my vegetables. I just wash them really well. And maybe That's because they come from your garden. Even when I buy them from the store, I don't wash them. Or I don't I don't peel them, I wash them. Hmm. Um but you want to save all those things there because they're very useful. Uh, and something that people can do for uh, saving their, their kitchen scraps is they can put it into a plastic bag and shove it in the freezer until they're ready to use it. That's what I do with it, is I save them in the freezer. Now I don't have to because now I feed them to my chickens because I'm going to get something else better out of my chickens. I'm going to get eggs. <laughs> so, all right, let's see what else we got here. Wild food medicines. We do have a few of these today. Painkiller in a jar. I'm going to guess cattail. Mm, oh. Maybe, maybe not. I can't remember what's in here. 
Anastasia. Oh, okay. Feverfew. Feverfew. Cool. Feverfew. Nice pretty flower. I don't have any of these flowers yet. I need to get some of them, but Feverfew is a great painkiller. They call it Isn't it also uh, good for bringing down fevers? Yes, that's why, that's why it's called Feverfew? That's called Feverfew. <laughs> Hey, man, I have come across plants that have a name that make it sound like it's good for something, and it's the opposite. Yeah, so they, they, talk, this, they, they show you how to make a good tincture and uh, give you a recipe on making a tincture for it. And uh, Feverfew, I don't have it yet, but uh, it is on my list of uh, flowers to get. But in some places, it grows wild, so you might want to check into Feverfew. Then you've got natural remedies for arthritis. Yeah, uh, these are some really great tips on how to use stinging nettle for arthritis. You can literally grab the plant up and rub it on your pained areas, letting the nettle sting you, which people will do, and they, they swear by it. Or you can create a tea or an ointment, and this will actually give you... Um, the recipes for creating teas and ointments. It's actually the same stuff that is in uh, hot peppers, the, the capsulin, I think it's called. Capsium. Capsium. Uh, stinging nettles have a type, have, have a capsium. That's what stings you. And you can use the same capsium stuff from hot peppers to create a tincture to help with your arthritis as well. Takes a bit more work, though. All right. And weird survival items that might save your life. I'm picturing an alien on a, on a string. Oh. Like one of those blow-up aliens. Mouthwash. Mouthwash is actually a good antibiotic and a good uh, antiseptic. Makes sense. Because it's almost pure alcohol. Yeah. And it's often cheap. Dental floss, because you can use it so much more things than just flossing your teeth. Dental floss is one of my best friends. I always have dental floss in my backpack because you can use it for everything. You can even use it to go fishing. Yep, you can. Pantyhose. You go, I don't know where they buy pantyhose anymore these days. Women, dollar store. Women don't wear it that much anymore. No, but you can get them at the dollar store, and they have some really cool designs for Halloween. Oh, well, let's just buy some fancy designs to use them for filtering water. Because <laughs> you can use it to filter water, fishing net, all kinds of things. Also, also for those that like to hike, you should put pantyhose on first and then put your socks on. That's cool. It prevents blisters. Because it allows the socks or everything to slide against the pantyhose and not your feet. Which is what causes... It's also a defense against ticks, chiggers, and leeches. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Bandana, which I'm always wearing one of those. You know. Sling, tourniquet, all kinds of uses for a bandana. Aside from wiping your face. Socks, always useful. Vodka. Socks are gold. 
vodka or any alcohol with a minimum proof of 80%. Lots of good uses for vodka and other alcohols. Aluminum cans. Large, heavy-duty garbage bags. Steel wool. Lots of uses for steel, steel wool. Yeah, steel wool is, flam is flammable. That was fun to find out. Yeah, it is. It is very flammable. All right. Well, that covers up all of that stuff there. And we're getting near the end of the showtime. You want to go check out the TikToks? We got TikToks? We do. Well, a TikTok and the rest are YouTube shorts. A TikTok and YouTube shorts. Yep. Well, I know the other grandchild could well did the other grandchild send you stuff uh the younger one sent me the first one the older one sent me the next four she's been working really hard to outdo her sister ah, okay. <laughs> all right let's see what happens with this first one here <laughs> is that it is that it? 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 Okay, where the fuck is the clitoris? <laughs> is that it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the younger one. <laughs> So this one is actually a pretty cool one, uh, the powerful message one. Yeah. It's actually something worth watching. Who would like this $20 bill? I do. I'm going to give it to one of you, but first, let me do this. Okay, now, who still wants it? I do. And what if I do, what if I do this? And who wants it now? I do. My dear students, I've just showed you a very important lesson. No matter what I did with this money, you still wanted it because it never lost its worth. It's still worth $20. Well, there are many times in our lives when we feel like life has crumbled us up and ground us into the dirt. We may make some bad decisions or have to deal with some poor circumstances. And sometimes we can, our lives can make us feel worthless. But no matter what has happened, no matter what will happen, you never lose your worth. You never lose your value. Who would like this $20 bill? I'm, I'm going to give it to one of you, but first... Shut it off for a bit. I thought that was pretty cool. It reminds me of a couple of teachers I had when I was growing up. Yeah, well, occasionally there's good teachers out there. Not very many of them left. Most of them are fucking retired and their life system's gone to shit. No. They just need to that, looks like, that looks like an old video, too, from back in the day when professors were still professors and teachers still taught. I wish we could fast forward through the shorts because the first part of this is just is a middle section. Are you Mexican? No. Yes. I think it reaffirms stereotypes that are offensive to people. It's not yours. <laughs> Do you find my outfit offensive? Yes. Yeah. Why? 
Because it's not your culture? Um, you don't really understand what their culture means and what it means to wear these things, like the hats and the maracas. You, know, you sort of have to understand where all of this comes from for it to not be cultural appropriation. Does my outfit offend you? You look, no, 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 you look nice. Do you like my costume? Yes. Does it offend you? No. Um, do you like do you like my outfit? Oh yeah, it's awesome. Does my outfit offend you? No, not at all. No, no, nothing. That's good. Do you think my outfit is offensive? Are you Mexican? No. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the world today. Yep, and he does another one where he goes into Chinatown apparently too. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So this one will melt your brain appropriately. All right, let's see. If it'll load. Well, it'll load eventually. We'll get around to it. <laughs> Did you know if you grab a cherry, run it over cold water and smush it? Get all the fruit off until you're left with the pit. Then grab some sharp cutters. Make a little cut on the outer shell because inside of it you'll find the seed. Soak the seed in a bowl of water for about two hours. This will rehydrate the seed. Then wet a paper towel, place the seed on top, sprinkle some cinnamon on it to prevent mold from building up. Fold it and wrap it in a piece of foil. Then store it in the fridge. After some time, check up on it and you'll see that the seed has sprouted. Plant the seed in a pot with soil, lightly water it, put a bottle over it to create a humid environment, and boom, pretty soon it'll grow into a seedling. And when it grows to at least six inches long, plant it outside or in a pot and grow some cherries. Did you know if you grab a cherry, run it over cold. I gotta correct you on some of that shit, dude, because you're fucked up. All right, granted, yes, you gotta stratify your seed, which means put it in the cold weather so that it'll grow. And you're not gonna grow cherries for 10 fucking years. After you really? All right, maybe not ten. Five to seven. Five to seven years before it's going to produce any cherries. Oh, it has to flower for that long, eh? It's not going to flower for the first couple of years. Oh, okay. Cherry trees, any see any any fruit tree you grow from seed, you will not see fruit for anywhere from three to five years before you see fruit on it, because they got to mature. Okay. They got to mature. They might flower, but you won't see anything for a while. Um, the best way to get uh, fruit trees is to clone a current tree, which I successfully did this year. I successfully cloned a cherry tree. Congrats. I stuck it into a pot yesterday. It rooted out for me, and I stuck it in a pot yesterday. If you clone a tree, you will have fruit in two years because you've you've cloned a mature tree so it nice thinks it's a mature tree so it doesn't have to go through the early stages of everything but yeah and it, it actually takes a little bit of effort to it's not it's not quite as simple as he makes it out to be but it's close i did that with uh almond tree almond seeds because i get myself an almond tree started the almond tree I started, I probably won't see almonds on it. Well, I might see almonds on it, but uh, I won't see almonds on it for several years. It's growing at the rate it grows. Eating vodka and cotton candy for a week. 
Yep. <laughs> Sounds healthy, don't it? I'm leaving cotton candy and vodka for a week. Or until something interesting happens. <laughs> it's like insulation to a house. Oh. And now it's been about five seconds and something interesting happened. It looks like art. There is no bone apple teeth. It's time, it's time for, it's time for, time for a shot. Why does it keep tipping over? It's time for a shot. It looks exactly like Windex. Dibosia. Oh, oh, that is sweet. It's such a simple concept. It just doesn't hit as hard as you think it would. Honestly, seven and a half out of 10. I'm leaving cotton. The same dude that does the other shit. I have no idea. That is. That is the same dude that does your crazy other stuff. <laughs> look at the I face. have no idea. Look at the face. Listen to the voice. That's the same dude that creates those crazy ass recipes and he, he's flamboyantly gay. You can see it in this one. Oh yeah. My fucking gaydar went ding 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 ding. Like, <laughs> Wait a minute, that's the same fucking dude. Yeah, I I can't tell. I have a kind of face blindness when it comes to people I don't know. But uh I found this kind of entertaining and the idea of a guy with this much fucking energy being high on uh cotton candy, uh, high on sugar, and drunk off his ass for a week is just entertaining. Uh -huh. yes. so, so, <laughs> Alright. Go find some music. There it is. Yeah. Are the days of thunder. We're gonna make time stand still. A quarter after midnight, and I'm watching the wall. Sometimes I feel so can't sleep at all every day doing the same old thing we're losing time the weekend comes we gotta have some fun and rewind these are the days of thunder we're gonna make time stand still we gotta Choking off our air We need to 